Dear Jesus, we just thank you for this amazing opportunity that we have this morning to um, come together in one place, um, to be inspired by your story, your life that flows through each and every one of us, um, to be inspired by love and unity and acceptance and grace. No matter where each of us are coming from in our weeks, we just need a measure of that that's uniquely fit for us. And so we just ask that each person here leave feeling filled with not just the knowledge of a community that loves them, but just a sense of your love, the divine's warm embrace and love and acceptance of each one of us uniquely. Uh, we just ask that through today's dialogue, through our conversation, through this Q&A that we would find inspiration, we would find direction, we would find um, answers, whatever we're looking for to take us uh, closer together and closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, uh, yeah, today is going to be uh, a little more Q&A style, but I put a little bit of a format to it because otherwise we'd be jumping everywhere, and so I want to keep my brain in the same direction. And so there's lots of questions, and I like these anyway, so they're just good to do. I don't know how much time we'll take on each one, but I figured we'd start with any questions that came about, like what sabbatical looked like, or um, learned, or things like that, since uh, instead of answering the same questions 36 times, we'll go through it you know, together. And, uh, and then about Bloom, if you have any questions about where we're headed, where we've been, what's going on, how we do things, ideas, we can go to there. And then just some good old-fashioned Jesus Grace scripture, take it to that level. Uh, sometimes we just need the freeness and the openness to just ask and to talk and to open up a dialogue about these kind of things. And so uh, I figured we'd start here. I'll share just a little something. I actually wrote it out and then left it behind. So it's even better this way. But um, there's something that... Since we're starting with sabbatical, to say to each and every one of us, I think there's, I didn't realize how beneficial in life a period of like pulling away and changing your perspective, your routine, your, and I'm not talking just vacation where we're gone for two weeks, catching our breath and eating foods that we love to eat, getting away from our diets and having some extra fun and coming back. I'm, I'm talking like serious, like you had a plan going in of questions you need to ask yourself, reflection on where life has been, where life is going. What is great about it at right now? What needs to change? Where are we going from here? This, this period was fantastic. Um, I got more out of it than I even anticipated, and I had huge expectations for sabbatical. So um, I think there's, there's times in every one of our lives, uh, and it was evident in many of the travelers that we became friends with, that you need to change something to find yourself, to be able to make the space to ask questions, journal those questions, to dialogue those questions with people you trust or love, and to make a change in life then. Um, Amy has got this uh, picture on our, or not picture, she, on our chalkboard she writes like a quote every now and then. And uh, the one right now says, if I can scroll back to find it, um, I'll keep talking as I'm looking for it. Man, there it is. Normality is a paved road that's comfortable to walk on, but no flowers grow on it. And so, and it's Van Gogh that said that. There's just something about like 
Like, when we get in these rut, we not ruts even. Uh, I mean, it, it is a rut because that's. Have you ever been on a dirt road in the mud and how it makes like those tracks? That's what we're, we're talking about when a rut. It just feels so easy to stay in those tracks and just keep going forward in the same way we were going instead of reevaluating. Be like, this may have worked for a season, but are we evaluating when that season's done? When it's time to move on? When it's time to go to another company? When it's time to change up our life and uh, quit our job and take someone into our house and care for them? Like several of us have been here on this, uh, and so it's. Uh, I, I think it's it's worth just promoting beforehand, like trying to find a space to do this. Um, trust me, uh, maybe don't trust me, but I'm sure uh, it's a lot easier to just tell your job that you're, you're going to be gone for a month and, uh, than you think it is. Most people, like it would never happen, they would fire me, and they might, or there might not be money to cover you when you're gone, but I've met so many people who just decided to do it one day. And, and seriously, even a month or two brought so much perspective and changed people's lives completely around when they came back and missed that. I want each of you to be happy and peaceful. And if we're a community that loves each other, part of it is growing together and helping each other on each of our paths and places in life. And sometimes that takes course correction and support and figuring things out because we, we don't just want to get stuck and trapped. And then when we're 20 years later from right now, we look back with like, man, I really wish I would have done that. I wish that there was a community that could have supported me in doing that. And so, I don't know. Those are my thoughts on taking the perspective before starting on this. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm interested in your thoughts. I might, uh, there's only a few of us, but you never know. Some people don't like to say their question out loud. And so I'll put some sticky notes out if you want to write it down. And um, tell the person next to you to write nothing on the sticky note as well. So you can turn in two, and then so we don't know which one of you says the question. Go from there, but these are there. We don't need them. We can just talk to uh, and see what's going on. And hopefully, I can reiterate what you're saying, and it picks up in the microphone enough so that anyone who listens to the podcast can figure out what we're talking about. But does that make sense? Does this look alright? I mean, it's not your typical Sunday morning. I'm hoping that. Well, if it doesn't, are you going to change it? Am I going to change? <laughs> <laughs>
between the two jobs that you did take some time to, for you guys to go to Morocco and to uh, Dominican, yeah, to take a, a trip to serve. Um, there wasn't any new life reflection from those two. When I was sitting on my couch with my feet up thinking about you running this morning, I was thinking, reflecting. <laughs> <laughs> something ch change our life and I mean for all of us as followers of Jesus these periods of time is also like how do I live out the kingdom more what does that look like because ultimately if we, if we really want to feel fulfilled and at true peace there's <coughs> there's that piece of it as well it's not how the Costa Ricans live for us it's how the Costa Ricans live that maybe mimics what the life of Jesus looks like more than what my life looks like right now you know uh and being inspired to take that back and to uh, not just hope it gets in, but really make some, some effort to, uh, to apply what you learn and to make the changes so you don't just do the same troubles again and figure things out that way. So I mean, I got a question for yeah. you about the formulary. Ooh, <laughs> nice.
I'll go to that in just a second. You reminded me of something else. Like the whole concept of sabbatical, Debbie's saying that maybe this is my sabbatical, comes from the scripture where it talks about having a Sabbath year every seven years to let, to have, to experience rest. Like it says, to not even put plant in your field, like to store up the sixth year so that the seventh year, your field can just, just rest and get back to life. And so it's this, this rhythm in life where every seven years you plan in some more rest, reflection, like is this like on purpose, and you might have to work harder the year before a little bit to get it, but there's, there's something about not just busying ourselves. We should have this built into our weekly weeks, or you know, a little bit with having a Sabbath day, a day that we really do rest, that it's not just another project that, that doesn't allow us to rest. Maybe there's a project you're doing that really does give you rest, and so that can be Sabbath, but like intentional moments of rest. And so going into this then, then Debbie's answer, anxiety about would it be too quiet? I did not think that. I, my anxiety was more that I was going to discover something, I don't know, that I had been like hiding in the back of my mind. That is like, you know, something, thoughts you shift that you get to them and you're like, oh crap, like what does this mean? Like I, um, sometimes even authors talk about it as being, like I've heard the term in many spiritual circles or with psychiatrists, like having a dark night of the soul where you, where you really reevaluate where am I at with God, where am I at with the world, everybody else, like this place of, and it's healthy, you're supposed to, it's not a bad thing to find it and to go through it, but we take these moments where we can find all the things we've been hiding and freaking out to ask, and they can come out, and uh, it, I never really had that, I guess, so I was kind of exci- excited and sad in a way, because again, everything you read about it, you're like, this is only for personal growth and good for you, and so you're like, oh, maybe this would be a good place if this was going to happen and not, you know three weeks after I get back or something like that when you're hoping it doesn't. But I think there was, I think the progress of the trip and the intention that we had, even if some of the intention was accidental, uh, really got to questions that needed to be asked anyway and reflections that needed to happen and plans for change that need to happen, things like that. And then even apologies that needed to be given when we returned home to different people. So... Does that answer a little bit? I think Amy might answer different about the, like, would it be too long of time? Yeah. tourists will give that to you when we were down there too they'd be like well aren't you gonna go see this mountain and they, like they just want to fill your schedule like I have yeah we might get to something some you know like I'm gonna be doing the New York Times mini crossword puzzle in about 30 minutes and then I've got my five questions for the day that I'm gonna ask myself and then I probably will start to get warm enough to jump in the pool and at that point like yeah some people are just amazed that you would take time off and you would actually slow down and do nothing like that was some people just really could not get their mind around. You're just not going to keep going from place to place and something every day, and you're like, I do not want to do that. That that seems like the opposite of... And so I think I had to explain sabbatical to a lot of people. Well, isn't that vacation to you? And I'm like, well, this, I'm not treating this as vacation, I guess. So, so uh, two-part question. 
Speak up or I'll just read. Sorry. So, two-part question with, with regards to the um, expectations of your sabbatical before it took place. So, what, what met your expectations and what was the biggest surprise? Okay. Um, what met my expectations and what was the biggest surprise? I went in with a big expectation that there was going to be just tons of, like, downtime reflection. That, and for some reason, I think I thought I would figure so much out in like the first few weeks, right, as well, and so I just could coast on that like high of like, okay, I know what I'm headed back to in life. And, and that definitely didn't happen that way. Like, I definitely got as deep as I wanted to go in self reflection. The surprise to me was that I didn't realize the place we would be staying at would have five other people that seemed like they were on a similar journey that were there the entire time we were there. And so um, the conversations, even when you don't want them to be going, like this is my, I had my internal time, now I just want to relax. Like it seems to keep going back to that, but it was such a healthy and really good way. And so you had other people chiming in on your thoughts and progress and just inspiring you in different ways as well. People with, in different paths on their journey, because they're, there was different age groups. There was five different countries represented. Um, uh, there was some reflection on how the world sees Americans that I thought I grasped, that I really had no idea what it looked like or how far it went. And if you just talk to one person, you might think it's whatever, but you start talking to dozens of people and it's all the same and you're like, oh, all right, I didn't see that at all. Um, uh, and so that causes some self-reflection on like how much of a bubble do I live in and am I really thinking about things in a holistic way and looking at a broader perspective of not just my own life, but our, I mean, I'm there thinking about our church community and um, I've got a daughter who just graduated high school, so I'm like, did I instill the, you know, um, these things in her, but... Did that answer both of the things you think enough, Matt? If not, we'll come back to it and you can be rehash, whatever. What are you changing and how am I changing? Um, for some reason, even though I would want to say that I'm really good at not fitting into like conforming to the norms. I think being a pastor, you put yourself under certain things that like, well, every pastor does this, so I think I just have to. And I just don't have that much time being part-time to do all that stuff without a staff either. And so uh, I think I realized, and a full body rash from stress right before the trip helped me realize that I am not building in enough. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm working too much still. It's just too much where I have to, like I was hanging out with my mom on Friday night and I tell her I had to apologize because I'm a, I'm a horrible son. I'm the, the minister's son and I have not been there 
And I tease, I mean, you guys have heard me tease about it in the discussion, how I'm like the, like the son who's not the best, I'm the son who's not the worst, I just get to coast in the middle and do nothing, and that was like, I'm comfortable there. But it was, it's not the right thing to do either, though. Uh, I've had conversations with friends that needed me that I would put on the back burner. Um, I think I did a pretty good job of shielding, like making sure I still got date time and quality time with Mia. And so I, I shielded those two for time, but I could not shield them from stress. But then my closest friends and my family members suffered from my like working too many hours. And that's something that definitely I have to adjust because it's just not, uh, it's, it's the wrong example to set. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. And so uh, if I really take my job seriously, I want to be setting a good example. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to F up and make mistakes and whatever. But when you see a pattern that is unhealthy and not correct and not the pattern you think that is bringing the kingdom of heaven to those closest to me. And if really I'm an example, it's those closest to me who are going to experience it the most. you got to make some changes. And so that means some things that you're like, oh, I should be doing this. Well, should goes out the window when you've got X amount of hours that you've got to fit things in. And you're like, okay, what's the most beneficial to our community? Not what I should be doing. And how do we do that? And where can I ask for help because I'm stubborn sometimes and don't ask for help? Or I got so busy that help... The few extra seconds to ask for help, I didn't even have because you're tumbling down a hill. And how do you ask for help when you're already rolling and the rocks are with you and whatever? And so that's definitely a uh, change that up. Uh, I think I really, I I tried to keep my life really flexible so that if something came up from someone, I would just be able to help whenever. And I lived my life that way. Like, seriously, most people, besides those closest to me who I knew, like, oh, they know I'm busy, they can get. They know, you know, those people suffer, but everyone else could have my, my time at any moment. And uh, there's times when there are people who need that, if you go to the hospital, or but every situation didn't need to be treated that way. And so I never had really good structure because I would always just bounce things in between this mass of appointments. Uh, and I'm not even talking just you guys, like other pastors who are starting out who had questions. And I just was available to everybody without any structure. And so now I really, I realize if something isn't, structured or something isn't like a habit or there isn't some kind of structure in place like it's not going to happen like those things that are really important to me whether it's um, writing or meditating or different things like that just start to get thrown by the wayside and don't happen so I'm trying to really have a structured like morning my first like few hours is really rigid and protected and then also just trying to figure out um, some other areas to uh, where it's just easy to have someone like be able to handle the randomness more. Uh, and then I guess the other thing I've had to talk with, and then talking with some of you is I just have to tell some people you have to wait till next week. It was, I've hardly ever done that. It's usually I'll fi- find time this week, and it gets like, oh, I probably took a little too many. Well, I'll take a little bit less next week, and then. Oh, yeah, I forgot to take less next week. I took a little too many. Well, I'll do that the next week. I, like, there should be no reason where if I hit the limit of, like, oh, I had more, of, like, it filled my calendar with hours that I can be like, can we do it the following week? I'm sorry, I filled up the time. And I think if you value that, then you'll be more selective. And maybe sometimes I just have to say no to some people that are like, or group them together. Be like, why don't we instead hang out tomorrow night at the Bloom, um, happy hour at... From 5.30 till whenever at Lake Monster, just down the road here. 
Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So. <laughs> friendships that matter, if you don't schedule something, it just time goes too fast. So the friends that are closest to me, like we have to find a schedule and, and stick to that schedule. Like, like, hey, look, we were going to find a time X amount of weeks ahead of this and get something on the calendar. Let's do it right now. Because if you don't, you look back three times much more time than you wanted to go by and be like, oh, we were supposed to do that in two weeks. It's just taking the time to be like, this is important to me, so I'm putting it on the schedule. We're just getting something done and doing it. And I think I, 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 I don't think I'm in that alone. I think a lot of people would echo the, how fast life can get and the things you know you want to do. The Skype phone call with my best friend who lives in... Portland, like, like, shoot, that still hasn't, you know, hasn't happened. I've wanted to do that for, oh, three weeks now. Shoot, I, how did three weeks go by when I just was going to give a couple days extra? And so if we don't get it on this calendar, I guess it starts to fiddle away. And I want to be inspiring, and I want to have a holistic, you know, like, my friends are my friends and not wanting to uh, beat me up or whatever. But I've also, in the seven years of Bloom, I've lost couple really good friendships, probably because of this, and so I don't want to, like, third time's not the charm, it's, you know, let's not mess it up again, and so it's reflecting like that, like, okay, let's not blow this again, and figure out a healthier rhythm to, to live this out as. Could you define this? You said I've lost some friends because of this. Be that living the way I just described, like, okay. too busy and uh, it's so easy for the people that we love the most to be like, oh, they understand how I feel, what I'm going through, how busy I am, and to just always put them on the back burner until you realize, like, oh, that, that coffee is really burnt now because it's been on the back burner forever, and no one wants to drink that crap. Like, or it is actually solidified, and it looks like a coffee brownie, and that really sounds... I mean, I'm trying to give a visual of, like, this is with friendships. It's the same thing. You leave it always on the back burner, and it turns into coffee brownie that looks disgusting. It's disgusting. I, I think it's interesting that you know, when people leave their con confines and go somewhere, they have this ability to kind of see things more clearly, like you're saying. And I think it's because of lack of choice. Here, where, where you're at, where we're at, everything that we do, we have all this choice. And when you have that much choice, it's easy to make a choice. It's like being in a menu. It's like a good restaurant that has a small amount of menu items, but restaurants have
But I think it's it's I think it's getting out of your house maybe even though because I think there's there's you got projects and you got like even like I know that uh, there's some of us in here that just taking a weekend and just giving yourself permission to go camping or to go to a hotel and not taking your significant other if you have one or checking it like just a weekend for you where you get away and you're writing and reflecting like I think there's something about the plugging away but that allow you to keep it going. You have to take sabbatical to see the truth of Christ, and then uh, just kidding. Uh, no, yeah, it's it, but it's a redefining the way we live, though, and so we can do it without leaving or without taking the time. You can, I think, it's just it's, it's doing it. And sometimes I think I'm sometimes I'm a fan of baby steps because I think some of us are baby steps people, like taking a baby step every day. And then there's times when I think some of us are not baby steps people. Like I don't know if I'm a baby steps person. I'm like a rip it off, we need to figure something out. I've been trying to be a minimalist for like two years now, taking baby steps, just hasn't been working. And so after the trip, I'm just like, I'm reducing everything by half, it's just happening. And so I've been taking just loads of crap to the garbage or to, like I'm just, it's gotta happen, no baby steps anymore. Like I've gotta reduce everything by at least half and then we'll reevaluate if it needs to be another half. But like sometimes you just need to kind of take a bigger chunk of just be like, okay, or maybe it's maybe it's not quitting your job, and maybe it's it's giving your TV to someone else and having them hold it for three months and canceling your internet subscription. And like when you're at your house, like it really there's no media or internet or because I mean that's that's part of the journey in Costa Rica. I mean that alone can change a ton of stuff. I was only got five weeks, five one month. I'll take your TV. I'll put it in my storage in the basement. I won't let you at it no matter what you ask. Give me your cable box as well so you're not tempted to turn it back on midway. We'll hide them. You don't even have to cancel if that's hard. Just pay for it. It'll be worth the money paying for it and not having it and just see what happens. But I would also say that conversation, like I thought so much, of, but going back to Maxford, I thought so much of this was going to happen alone. And I don't think I could have got anywhere near where I did without seeing other people's perspective and talking about it with other people. That was, that was the biggest shock in all this, is realizing how much progress happened because of that. And that was divine, because I didn't plan it. I didn't know that could happen. That's one of those moments where you're just like, this is the favor of God shining on a situation that I've been looking forward to in a long time, that it only could be God that this happened. Uh, but he doesn't do it just for me. He would do that for any of us, like put the right situations in place. And make it work, no matter what we needed to shuffle to get this.
That's good. Johnny, do you have something? John, sorry. Is there something I'm curious to talk about quantum research and what's been the success of it in the past or now? Is there something within our community that we can help do um, with? Because, uh, you know, recently we were live, we realized we were missing the churches our church um, all of a sudden um, that are whether it was Protestant or not. So um, are there things that we can really help support you? to the people who are like participants on like Thursday, I think, with the new schedule, asking that, uh, like we have three people that host a Sunday morning service. They bring the cream, they bring the bread and wine and the treats, and they come early to help set up. And uh, I micromanage that too much. And so like one way I'm just, I just need to have help there especially the teardown, because if someone new is here or if someone's hurting because of a service, like I feel like I'm only half listening. And we just talked about listening last week. I'm only, only half listening because I'm trying to pay attention to everything that's not 100% getting done. And that's not fair to anybody. And so I think that's one thing. Um, and then people who have um, come to Bloom for a little while, but it didn't click Sometimes there's a trend that there isn't enough community for them. They love the Sunday morning thing, but they needed something outside of Sunday. And we've, we've tried different things in the past. I mean, and some of that crap seems, and I'll say that crap, just not actually what we were doing, like a Bible study is not crap, but sometimes just the trying to get like the rhythm of it and getting everybody together and trying to, I guess trying to have it look maybe like other churches look sometime or what you think people are looking for can get stressful. And instead, like, we just need to be hanging out more. And I don't think I've been even doing the best example of this. And so one thing that we even talked about is, like, what if we just, uh, I'm going to try to do something randomly, or not even just randomly, but, like, almost every week. Like, every other week have something, like, I suggested we did this social, like, happy hour tomorrow night, and uh, it came together. And uh, the elders came together, and we're going to have a happy hour tomorrow night. And, uh, like, the next week, if someone wants to have a spiritual discussion, and we pick six topics and roll the dice and just go at it and see, like, what do we think about this? Or if someone's looking for something deep, we can do that. Or I really would love to do a meditation class one night if anyone wants to, is having trouble trying it and wants to see, because that's changed me so much in the last year. Or the next week after that, I'm going to have a hangout at our house on the 13th, you'll see it on the calendar, where you can come over on Thursday night and maybe we'll play games, maybe we'll just sit in a circle and laugh and tell stories, but it just is a hangout. And so I'm just going to start demonstrating that and hope that some people will have ideas. Like I had a phone call from Jeremiah on Sunday where he's like, I really want to just throw a date on the calendar for people to uh, go to the soccer game because Allie and TJ have season tickets. Uh, he's got season tickets. Like if anyone else wants to join on a day, it's, it's something fun to do. I think Sunday afternoon games are like 3 p.m. So from 3 to 5, we could go watch a soccer game. And just to have it on the calendar and not have it have to be like over-programmed, I don't know. Just uh, I think there's ways that we can pick up on like the hanging out aspect of it. Uh, if someone was hurting in your prayer circle when we get to the thing, like, 
seriously consider if you have time to invite them over for dinner or out for coffee or because if you don't, I definitely will. And the longer it takes for someone to, like it's gonna be me and it's gonna be a more painful situation. And so if someone notices like, man, someone was having a rough week and jumps on that and says like, let me buy you a coffee, let me buy you a beer, let's, why don't you come over to my house and let's have a meal or let me meet you, you know, whatever, we can figure something out. Like if we are just proactive and really do see it as our community, like I think we would see like a closeness that, uh, um, and I don't think we, are horrible at these things. I just don't think we're as good as we can be. I think there's like a fun, and that's this keyword fun. Like I don't want this to turn into some weird program. Like I think I think our lifestyle can just be a lifestyle of church. that's like, hey, we hang out when we can, and there's something to look forward to. And uh, I feel like it will help with my all the other appointments too. If there's something going on, where it's like, do you really need one-on-one counseling, or should you just? I have people coming over Thursday night, or we're going to the brewery over here. Just come on out. Let's talk. Let's get another voice in this conversation. Let's figure out what's going on. Because you probably have, even if it's advice you're looking for, if there's three or four or ten of us, you're probably going to get better advice than if it was just me. So, I mean, I'm amazing and my advice is good, but you start getting some other ones and like you've got a better answer now. And uh, Does that answer a little bit, Johnny? I hope that does. Those are just thoughts I have. I don't know. We're still figuring this out. I think I'm still decompressing on some of this. Um, I think um, I think anytime we reconsider how we're doing things to make things more sustainable, not just easy for the sake of easy, but easy for the sake of like it, it just it's more life giving than for when you're a part of it. Uh, I think you feel it everywhere. I think everything has a trickle down effect that will. Um, that we'll notice at different times and, and different things. Like we'll sense the community involvement, we'll, we'll know more about each other's life, we'll figure out what the twins need when they're born because we have been hanging out, you know, we had spent some time together and it, you, you won't feel alone when you wake up one day and Jesse's at work and you have two babies that are crying. And, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, there's, there's something more to that and I think people are, I think there's people that are, are looking for that and I think that's part of our job as being the church. I don't think it's, I, I, being the church, like physically embodying Jesus as a group of people to take him to our surrounding areas, I think is more in the people we, we, we touch individually, each one of us, than some message they hear on a Sunday morning. They gathered to be inspired by the word, but it was there. It was the meals together. It was the prayers. It was the helping each other out. That, that's where the Christ was felt. That's where lives were changed. That's where, that's where this is lived the best. If we think anything's missing, it's because uh, each of us need to find an inspiring place to, to insert ourselves to give. Like, where do I serve? Where, and maybe it is, and we're busy in different ways, and we're financially tight or loose or whatever in different ways, and we find where, where we can contribute and where we can give back. Because if we're all looking to the two people next to us saying, like, how can I be the church of these two people? And then there's always two people looking at us as well and saying, like, man, how can I be Jesus to this person? How can I help them out this week? What's going on? And when we're living that way, it just really starts to click and get, it, it does get easy. And I think if church is easy, 
Like it seems like it's going well. If it, if we gotta like manufacture everything and like keep a rigid schedule of events and oh, it's that season again where we I don't know some of that stuff. Like I'm just not wired that way, and so maybe that's why it hasn't always worked. And it just seemed like we should, but I don't know. If someone has a a Bible study you want to do, and you find someone else, like we should just throw it up on the calendar and say who's up. And if it didn't work, like let's try it again in four weeks and see what happens. I don't know. I hope that makes sense. Some of this is, there's not, uh, the one thing that stinks about it is you get a lot of ideas and you don't know what's going to stick or what's not, and so you just got to try it, but you have energy to try, I guess. And I think it goes back to Mark's point about choices, and where do you invest your time, and I think, because again, this party was a very, to your point, like, our, you just, you're so kind of almost jumping around in ADD, and if I do this, am I going to miss out on this, and so I think, like, I feel like on a Sunday morning, and it Yeah. To say, oh, well, I have to, you know, exclusively 
and some of the stuff that's programmed, I guess, is maybe not even for us too, is that, that person coming in that's like, does this church have something going on where I know that if I'm here for three months, I can make friends outside of Sunday? And if we don't have that, they might be worried and go elsewhere, because it's not just us, although the health of us is probably, if we're not a healthy church, we can't, we shouldn't ask someone else to come in anyway. And I don't think we're unhealthy, but we can be healthier. As a, but I like the organic thing you're talking about because my job as a minister is really to equip you to be this, to do the work of the ministry. And the work of the ministry is, is creating community, creating safe places where maybe it's, it's just to get someone to laugh. Maybe it's a place that allows you guys to grow closer where deeper conversations can happen then. Or, or we can, you know, that you know that people have got your back if something happens in life or people to celebrate with. And, and so I'm just trying to find ways that I can model that more out loud and have it not seem clicky or whatever, and and uh, and yeah, everything doesn't happen. We have, like Debbie says, our strength is that we're all different, except that most of you don't realize that. That's probably the number one thing I get, and it's 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 tiring because you don't see the big picture. I want to say that 60% of you had a conversation with me that said, I don't know if I fit in. I don't know if anyone else is there like me. I don't know if everyone else likes me. Like I bring, my thoughts are different. My lifestyles are different. My and but no one has ever come to me and complained about one of you. They're like, man, I don't know if they fit in. Should we like? It's the opposite. Most of the time, the person who's coming to me, I've heard three people that have been like, man, I dig this about this person. The way they say that, the way they bring scripture to the conversation, the way they pray, the way they just—it's. Uh, down-to-earth thinking, like gotten past the race and we're, we're figuring what's next. You each have these strengths that everyone loves, but for some reason your strength is your Achilles heel. That you're like, oh, I, I do this. I don't know if people like me. Maybe I don't fit in. That is why you fit in here. That little difference is what everyone else doesn't have and they are attracted to it. Trust me. That is evil, the devil, just your own self like wallowing, wanting to go wild, like seriously, what you bring to the bloom is your differences are like, that is something we got going for it. We have some unique, now it provides a challenge and yeah, when we want to have some fun outside, but we can work with that. We can find ways to, uh, I was smoking in the yard the other morning because you told me you smoked and spent time with Jesus and I'm in the backyard having a pipe. It was cool. It was beautiful. It was like, this is a good time with Jesus. But I was like, I want to do this with Debbie sometime. Like, I'm just going to show up one day with like, like we're gonna smoke in the backyard and just talk to God. How, like, tell me how you do it, and like, like I tried it because you told me how it inspired you. I tried it, and it was like this is peaceful. It was freezing, but once you got past the freezing, I was like, it actually feels okay. And I don't know. Um, any more like sabbatical or bloom? I think we'll skip the Jesus Grace. We'll do that another Sunday and get into that. Not that we skip it. That's where we live. But since we have a particular. Aim. Any other question that fits into either one of those? Maybe it's just free form it. Um, yeah, I, I just think we've got something neat going on, and I don't want someone to feel guilty that you're not doing enough, or you're not fitting in, or there's not your event going on, or. But I want us to all look and be like, what? What do I have to give? And it's okay if life is a busy place right now. Like, it's this constant reevaluation of, okay, what's, what's my thing that I can bring this time? And maybe it's just a hug on a Sunday morning. But come prepared with that hug and look to give it with 100% when you're ready to hug that person. Where they're almost like, do you remember when 
when Keenan used to hug you, where you were worried that your back might slip out of place because he hugged so big? He's not in the room right now, but like that's amazing. Like you look forward to it, and you were a little afraid of it at the same time because you knew the guy like loved you and just was squeezing with all his might. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm so excited to to keep uh, going forward and see like what happens. What happens if we feel comfortable to the next family who comes in or the next person or then who knows. And you know what? They might look exactly like you, surprisingly, or similar enough where you're the person that they're like, I don't think anybody here looks like me, but uh, Mark and that ginormous handsome beard, like there's just something about that dude, like I connect with, he thinks like me, like maybe there's something here. I don't know. You just always wonder what, who the next, uh, person that all of a sudden they're going to feel comfortable and they don't, I don't know, don't be, feel weird pressure to have to be your best friend, but, but I want you to be inspired to be Jesus to them a little bit. Like, love them. Uh, just make sure that you, if they missed a Sunday that came the next Sunday, you told them that you missed them and that you noticed that they were gone. It's one thing I read in a, they send me like studies every year of like church questionnaires and it's a big thing. Like, people want to feel missed. Like, they want to know that someone noticed if they weren't there. Not, why weren't you here in an inquisitive, like you should be at church, you were saying like, oh, I missed you. Like, so good to see you. What happened in the last two weeks? Where were you at? Oh, you were at a friend's birthday party, or you were traveling for work, or who knows what. You were, had a bender and were embarrassed and didn't want to come in with your red eyes. I don't know what happened that night, but uh, I, and I think we can do it together. I don't know. I don't want to ramble and keep going, but uh, there was a lot of good stuff here that I'm excited about. We're a, we're a place that preaches grace. That God is the one who's chasing us, who's in love with us, who's saying that you don't have to act a special way for him to love you. He loves you and has always loved you. I think something that really started getting across to me that I needed to hear in my own life was that, that God can't um, mess up with me. It's not like this like I hope God will be there for me, or like I bet God will be on my side. No, he, he can't not be to do a double. He, he has to be. Like He loves me so much, there's no chance in him failing me. It's not even a possibility. And so if I get that down on the inside, if I realize that that's how big this love is, it's not like a, if the stars align, he'll be on my side. No, he, it's impossible for perfect love to let me down and to know that he's with me at all times, and if we can teach that to people and we live in that, that that knowing if we can be reminded of that and, and live from that place it just it does something to the way you live your life the rest of it it starts to I don't know and I love hanging out and so if we can hang out when we can hang out and learn from each other like truly the person who looks the most different from you like like find out what how they think what they're passionate about what's going on what are they looking forward to when we were in Costa Rica Everybody at some point either made their favorite dish in the world or like their country's dish. What's that dish that you love the most? Either the one that you cooked the most or the one you love from childhood. Who in this room have you made that dinner for? Like, and could you? Like, could we? Could, and, and maybe you're uncomfortable having something in the house. So the next potluck, like, okay, yes, I kind of overdid it and made this, but this was my favorite thing and I wanted to share it. And so I, 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 I made this and... Uh, we've had some elaborate, didn't you make fried chicken once for a, 
yeah, I mean, <laughs> why not? I don't know. Well, I'm going to have the worship team come up. Worship team, that sounds funny. Um, let's, let's just, I'll pray so I can just hit stop on this recording and then we can figure out whatever after that. Uh, Jesus, uh, as we journey together, we just ask that, that you would help each of us see opportunities to be your hands and feet and to take them in our each each of our just unique ways and just that we would be able to sense that that we're all in this together because of that um help us to grow closer as we extend your love to those around us in jesus name amen